You are now listening to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Hello and welcome to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver. And along with me today on this beautiful Thursday, October 10th, 2019, Connor Sheeran. What's up, my man? What's going on, Jesse? You know, just just glad to be in a world where Sam Darnold uh, is back playing football. He is officially back. And so, back. Are, and so are the Jets, hopefully. So are the Jets. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're doing it, okay? No, all right, ready? So <laughs> Sam Darnold is back, and I wanted to start off the pod with this. Um, this is the only thing that matters. Now that Sam Darnold is back, the only thing that matters is what is going forward. Okay? Cowboys, Patriots, Jaguars. All right? You take one of those games now that Sam Darnold's back. All you need is one of those three. And you get the Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins. Right after that. Try and get above 500, which is possible if you take one from the Jaguars, Patriots, Cowboys. Okay? Because while we were very optimistic before the season, I think you had them at nine wins. I haven't had them at 11, which was just absurdly high in looking at hindsight. You know, we just, you know, so, could, yeah, we, we, we over, we overestimated how good the offensive line would be. No one thought that Sam Darnold was going to get mono. Just a whole bunch of stuff has happened. Uh, everybody knew that Chris Herndon was going to be uh, out. So we, they, he didn't have him the first four weeks, you know, and he wouldn't be back until week six. Um, but now he's not even going to be back, but we'll get to that later. Um, but now you have the Cowboys and you have Sam Darnold back. I don't care what happened in the Eagles game. I don't care what happened in the Patriots game. And I could not care less what happened in the Browns game. Only thing that matters now, Connor, is that Sam Darnold is back. And they're playing the Cowboys on Sunday with a competent quarterback. That's it. It's cool that the NFL started doing these like twelve game seasons, you know, just like abbreviated, you know. <laughs> just let us get back in and get get the rust off, get it out of the way, and now we're just doing twelve games, you know, it's pretty cool. You know? Nah, I mean <laughs> but, but like the Jets did get very lucky with the scheduling this year in one sense and one sense only, because they got a brutal first half, a very easy second half. But the one thing they got lucky with was that early buy. Right. That early buy could have saved the Jets season getting Sam Darnold that extra week to get healthy. Instead of missing th- three games, he could have missed four. That would have been extra bad because we all saw what Luke Falk was. So the only thing that matters now, that's what I want to start this podcast with. The only thing that matters is that our Lord and Savior, Sam Darnold, is back. He's no longer wearing that red jersey at practice. He's slinging it. And our son, Sam, is back, Connor. <laughs> our son. Oh, my God. I can't. I mean... I mean, it goes without saying that, you know, seeing the tweets yesterday from the beat, from the beat writers when they had the call, when they had their conference call with Gase, just saying that you know, he was good to go. It's like, it was like Christmas morning, you know? And it's just sad to say that, that that's what it's boiled down to is, you know, that's all we needed. That's all we needed to try that, to get us in the feeling that the season's saved or it's turned around when really, I mean, who the hell knows? I mean, it's you don't want to say it's just one player coming back because it's you know the most pro- the most important position 
in football, but you know, that's just where we are right now. So and let me ask, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question that, I, that I've been thinking about. Interesting question. Our New York Mets mm. had a very interesting season this year where they were trash in the first half and mm. they were one of the best teams in baseball in the second half. Could you see some similar sort of parallel with the Jets this year? Now, obviously, their situations are fairly different. You know, it's not like the Mets were dealing with injuries. They were just bad. Right. You know, and the Jets were without C.J. Mosley and Sam Darnold getting sick and, you know, Chris Hern- no Chris Herndon, you know, the offensive line getting hurt and not being good. But, no, we really but, should know Jordan Jenkins, no Quincy Anunua. My, <laughs> my, question, out, huh? my question isn't do you think that the Jets are going to have a similar sort of season. That's too basic. No. What I want to know is if they had the exact same type of season where they were bad in the first half of the season, maybe Sam struggles in the next two, three weeks getting himself back, but maybe they were able to steal a game, right, maybe against the Jaguars. Right. And they have a great second half, but they just missed the playoffs just like the Mets. Would you be okay with that, or would you be upset? I'd be okay with that, because the way I feel now, going back to the Mets, is the way I felt in June with the Mets. It was the lowest of lows. You know, it was like the worst time in the world to be a Met fan, just because you you didn't, no one knew if there was any light at the end of the tunnel. Then they make it through July, August rolls around, and the Mets heat up like crazy. Pete Alonso starts doing his thing, and whatever but i think it is similar in this regard that it feels like we're in the quote-unquote june of the jet season right that it's like this is the pit and you know it looks like there's no way out like you like you said the most important thing out of the next these next three games is they got to take at least one of them the most likely one that seems like is you know quote most quote-unquote winnable is that Jacksonville game. I'm not expecting them to win on Sunday against Dallas. You know, Dallas has not had the best couple weeks lately, and, you know, they've been itching for a team that they can just, you know, beast on, and unfortunately that looks like it's going to be the Jets. And then a week after that they play New England again, so I'm not – I don't see that as being a a success either. So Jacksonville and, you know, they're always kind of – are they good? Are they really not good? And Minshew Mania has taken over the NFL, but you know, mm-hmm. yes, he who, has. The hell knows, who the hell knows if that's going to last, you know, Mississippi native, long. Mississippi native Gardner, Gardner Minshew from the Brandon, second. Mississippi. That's where <laughs> Demario second. Davis went to high school. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was a Brandon bulldog. Oh, and why do I know this? Cause I work and live covering sports in Mississippi. That is neither here nor there. No, I I agree with everything you just said. Um, I'd be okay with them just missing the playoffs um, if it means that they really excelled in the second half and we saw a lot of strides from Darnold. Um, And it's not like anybody could say, oh, well, he struggled in the first half. He really – no, he didn't didn't play. (laughs) (laughs) He missed missed a month. When when you look at it, it's – he's – I mean, knock on wood – you know, he, he doesn't get hurt again at some point, which with the state the offensive line is in, who the hell knows? But I'm not going to try to push that into existence. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing missed, there, huh? He missed the same amount of time right now this season that he did last year. 
good. So you he know, got to watch and sit so and learn again and, and learn again behind Luke Falk. Who the hell knows? <laughs> no, it was it was it, it was good last year that he was able to sit. This is a little bit different. Um, exactly. Last year was the end of the season, and he had someone he could learn learn from. Uh, right. This year was just really unfortunate. You know, um, you know, I, I was seeing uh, tweets. You know, people were tweeting like, "Is this the worst?" I think like Jets opinion tweeted mm-hmm. like, "Is this the worst?" Like for older Jets fans, is just like the most unlucky team you've ever seen. And, like Connie Kerberg, I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. She was like, she's like uh, one of the first female scouts or the fe- first female scout in the NFL, and she worked for the Jets. And um, and I want to make sure I got that name right. Um, but she was saying, yeah, Connie Connie Carberg. Sorry, Connie. Mm-hmm. Um, she was saying, you know, she's never seen anything like this, and she's been watching the Jets for longer than any of us. Right. You know, um, I saw some people say 1999 with Vinny Testaverde snapping his leg or tearing yeah. his ACL, whatever he did. I was uh, like blew four. Out his Achilles. Yeah, blew out his Achilles. Sorry, <laughs> I, I was four that. years old. I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> I know he got hurt and ruined their yeah. Super Bowl chances. Yeah, he, but, yeah, he did. <laughs> but this year has been bad. This year has been bad, losing C.J. Mosley, who before this season – had only missed two games in his entire career. And now he's missing five because he's probably going to miss Dallas, right? And, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely going to miss Dallas. And then we have Herndon, who just hurt his hamstring. We can get into that now. Sam Darnold getting mono. Uh, Jordan Jenkins, Brandon Copeland getting hurt. Quinn Williams getting hurt. You know, it, it's just, it never ends. Um, well, I know. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> all right, let's, let's get into the news and notes of the week. Um, news and notes. Those are the following. There's a bunch of injuries. Uh, Henry Anderson with a hurt shoulder. Um, and I like doing the pods later in the week just for this reason. Um, Cause we have a much clearer picture of the injury situation for each team. You know, it's, if you want to do a podcast on a Monday, obviously you're going to get their instant reaction from the previous week. But we, like, like we said, we buried that ball like Rex mm-hmm. Ryan. We're not talking about the Eagles, it's Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. Um, <laughs> Henry Anderson with a shoulder, he's hurt. Um, we have a much clearer idea of he's probably – he's, you know, touch and go. That's what Adam Gase said. Um, Trent Cannon, uh, he didn't practice either. Uh, Nate Hairston, he was brand-new addition to the injury report. He's played pretty solidly. Uh, he had an MRI, yeah. no significant damage. This is all according to ESPN's Rich Samini, by the way. Um, CJ Mosley did not practice. Again, Adam Gase said that this is an injury – that was worse than he expected. He said he's doubtful at best. Gase admitted the, to the injury was more serious than anticipated, saying they came to this conclusion after a quote-unquote deeper dive into the matter, which I don't know what that means. Maybe they just, like, help me help me understand that one, Connor. Yeah. I mean, uh, these, this groin is, this injuries, yeah. these groin injuries, it's, it's been dogging C.J. Mosley. It's it's one of those things that you really can't rush back from because it's like it doesn't from like the outside looking in doesn't sound like it's all that bad. But when you play football, when you play any professional sport, you know, cutting and doing all this movement that guys like CJ Mosley have to do, it's very, very easy to re-aggravate it. So it's like one of those things where, you know, yeah, you can't rush back. Otherwise, he's just going to he's just risk just going to risk making it a hell of a lot worse. Right. And kind of like what you were saying before about how he barely ever missed any time when he was with Baltimore. And then of course he comes here and 
you know, he plays fantastic in the first game and then boom, he's just drops off the face of the earth because it's the Jets. But yeah, it's just something that we have to just we just have to take our time with. And then we know how important he it's is. Not only that, but what does it mean by deeper dive? Like why oh. weren't they aware of how bad it was the first time yeah. around? Yeah, it's it's that is a uh, indictment on Gase, and it's an indictment on the Jets medical staff for right. any, for for multiple reasons. It's you know <laughs> going back to the Mets is giving me uh, it's giving me Mets flashbacks where it's just you know yeah this guy's gonna be Jesus. out for a couple days and he's oh wait the season's over right like All it's right. yeah so Mosley right didn't practice neither did Colecio Semele that big ass contract. Knee, shoulder soreness, illness. He's just, he's falling apart. He's dying. Um, mm-hmm. And then limited practice, Jordan Jenkins, which is positive because yeah. pass rush has been fine. I haven't had an issue yeah. with the pass rush. Obviously, I'd love to have like a dominant like guy come off the edge like Brandon Graham did for those Eagles last week. Um, yeah. But, you know, we haven't had that in a long time. So I'm kind of just used to it at this point. Um, <laughs> 10 sacks. Yeah, not great. Without, I mean, <laughs> I think it'll be a lot different this week with Sam. Um, he'll still yeah, get sacked, but it's not going to be gets, 10. He's going to get hit a lot. He's right. Gonna hit a lot. <laughs> um, and then another news and note, Brandon Copeland back. Four-game suspension over for PEDs. Mm-hmm. He'll be a welcome addition. He played well in preseason. Be another pass-rushing option for Greg Williams, who loves to just blitz, blitz, blitz. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's good. Um and it says, yeah, he it was a PED suspension. And then the final injury, which we are going to talk about now. Um, Chris Herndon. Um, it was announced on Wednesday that he hurt his hamstring um, running routes on his own um, on Friday. Um, this is unacceptable. This is this is this is not okay. This is a, a soft tinge, tissue injury that should never happen. Do professional athletes not stretch? Like I don't understand no, this. I'm, like I don't stretch when I get sore, and and I every single time I don't stretch, I realize at, right afterwards, and especially the next morning, uh, probably should have stretched. I'd feel a lot better now. These guys, are pretty, so. it, it's it's their livelihood. All they do for a living is they run. They cut and they catch or they throw. And for some reason, he's pulling his hamstring. Not on practice. Not not talking about practice. I'm talking about at home. About, he's yeah, he's at home. He's doing this by himself. He's at home, man. His like, team. Like Oh. Like I just don't understand. We're so excited. The Jets, the Jets need him. Like he is a vital part of this offense. He stretches the field, takes those linebackers, and opens things up for for Jamison Crowder, whoever's playing slot. It was Quincy Noon last year when he was healthy. It, he he opens things up. He's a vertical downfield threat who's also a ver- a very good blocker for a tight end. He's yeah. big. He's athletic, and he's Sam's safety blanket. And he would have been an excellent addition to my fantasy team. <laughs> All right. I, I picked him up too. <laughs> I was going to start him. <laughs> right? He would have been such a good addition to my fantasy team, and he would have been an even better addition to this offense with Sam back at home against the Cowboys, a win you need. You got Jim Nance and Tony Romo coming into town. 
I can't All believe right. that's that's game of the week. It's game of the week. What is this? <laughs> is this a four twenty five or uh, or one o'clock? Four twenty five. Oh my god. Oh, I know. No. <laughs> this is it's like it's like one of like things happening. It's it's it's, like, it's a prime time. It's my it's basically prime this time. This is game. this is. I mean, everybody's gonna be watching this game, and Sam has Sam has to come and play. Like he has to come play and and be yeah. on his game, man. It's a yeah for me. It's three twenty five, and let me see how many three twenty five games or four o'clock games are there. There are one, two, three. Four games, and okay. this will probably be the best game. Eh, second best game. You got Rams 49ers. Um, be you got Atlanta, Arizona, and Tennessee, Denver. So that if yeah. you're going to have two games on, it's going to be the Jets, Cowboys, because people are going to want to see Sam Darnold play. And yes. everybody wants to watch the Cowboys play. Yeah. And then you're going to have the other game, which is going to be on Fox, and that's going to be the other national game with, with uh, Joe Buck and Trey Aikman. Yep. And that'll be San Francisco, L.A. This is a basic, yep. yeah. This is basically a primetime game because no one's watching yeah. the Denver Tennessee game ex- except for right. those fans, and no one's watching the Arizona Atlanta game except for those fans. A lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of group chats that I might be leaving on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, there's enough. I'm, I'm in enough of them that I, over the course of the past few weeks, I've just gotten used to just getting clowned on as a yeah. Jet fan. So you know, do you know what Adam Gase said today? Oh no. He said it's not ideal. It's ah. a legit hamstring. It's a legit hamstring. It is I, not yeah, ideal. Yeah. That's not what I want to hear. Yeah. Humor me. Just say it's a it's a speed bump. <laughs> he wouldn't I guess it's I guess you know why he wouldn't he wouldn't commit to uh saying he was going to start. He was going to play on Sunday. I guess we know that now. Yeah. Cuz he said he was saying that yesterday or whenever that he said he wasn't sure if he was going to be ready. Like he was going to be prepared to do it. I guess we know why now. Right. And yeah, I was sitting here pissed off at Gase again because he wasn't for some reason going to play him. But say <sighs> la vie. Whatever. What it is. You know what? It's it's annoying. It's frustrating. It's it's as classic Jets as it gets, and that's been the basically the motto or the uh, the quote of the of the 2019 season. This is as same Jets old, as it gets. Same old Jets. Same old Jets, you know? But all right. You know what? No, I don't want to be down. All right? I don't want to be down. Sam is back. That's all that matters. All right? That's yes. what I started the podcast off with. That's the theme of this podcast. Sam is back. <laughs> He's back, baby. You want, you want, you want something else to smile about? You want something else to smile about? You know I do. Bring me back up. Max Muncy just hit a two-run home run. The Nationals are losing. Yeah, that's what's up. All bottom right. Of the, bottom of the first inning. Love to hey. see it. Hate little little baseball that. action, in, little baseball <laughs> action in your Jets podcast. Oh, we're we're, you know? we're spilling it in there. Playoff baseball. Oh yeah. Um, all right. So we have talked about everything injury related, and now we get to move on to the juice of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is that Sam Darnold is officially. He is back, baby. So back. So we back. Are back. We are back. <laughs> we have Sam, and we are back. Tell me, um, you saw, did you? Uh, I know this. This is bad radio, but did you see my meme from yesterday? Lord uh, of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings one. Lord yes. Of the Rings matchup, which is now useless because Herndon's out. But I yeah. digress. <laughs> this is your fault. This is this is your fault. I'm blaming yeah, you now. I cursed it. My meme cursed his hands. Wait. Also, 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 this came out on Wednesday. 
and happened on Friday. It is Wednesday. Yeah. Why is this being disclosed to Gase now? Uh, why is Gase making this announcement now? Why wasn't this? Why didn't this come out on Friday? Yeah, it probably has yeah. something to do with Herndon hiding the injury. Yeah, he probably, he probably thought he'd, he'd be able to, but yeah, whatever. Stop it! We need I'm to get back. I'm surprised I don't have gray hairs already. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> anyway, Sam is back. It is really good news. Um, I, like I said, just open the podcast. This is the only thing that matters. Sam Darnold is without a doubt the best quarterback on this roster. Um, it's not even close. I mean, you know, here's the stating the obvious. Um, but now that he's back, it doesn't. It, it it's not just him that obviously it helps. I mean, it helps that he's back, but it, it's not just him that's being affected. It's not the, it's just the offensive line that's going to be helped. It's the wide receivers. Le'Veon Bell, so the, the entire offense is going to benefit in one way or another from him being back. And this sounds like so obvious and mm-hmm. and like whatever, but the fact that he's back means that Robbie Anderson, you know, I was reading something the other day. Robbie Anderson has been having a really, really good season without putting up a lot of numbers. And the reason is if, if you have to just look at his all 22 tape. One, he's getting open way more. The Jets have, I think it was, the Jets have the highest numbers of receivers open in the entire season so far, like 55 plus percent um, yeah. when they've created three or more yards of separation, but they've had Luke Falk a quarterback for four weeks, you know, mm-hmm. and Sam played with mono in week one. Right. Robbie Anderson is getting open last year. So one of the things I was reading is Stefan Gilmore is one of the best cover corners in the league. I didn't read that. I know that everybody knows that he's arguably the best cornerback in the league. What I did read though, was that, because I didn't see this, because um, they don't show it on the regular game, and I didn't get to watch any of the like the actual tape. Um, he actually covered him this year. In the past two seasons, all he does is just play off of him because all Robbie knew how to do was run a streak. Right now, and and during that Patriots game two weeks ago, he played him all over the field. Right. Followed him over the field. He played bump and cu- bump and run coverage with him. And the issue was for the first time in his career. In, in 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 their two career, in their career matchups, he didn't know Gilmore didn't know what Robbie Anderson was going to do, right? Because Robbie can do multiple things now, so he's going to benefit hugely. Obviously, Jamison Crowder is going to benefit. The guy had thirteen or whatever catches in Week One when yeah. Sam was when yeah, Sam was the, yards, like, yeah, you know. like ninety nine yards and thirteen catches. He was the ultimate right. safety belt, and he's going to continue to be that with Herndon out, right? And now and then Le'Veon Bell who. I'm pretty sure 198 of his 204 total yards or 206 total yards have come after contact. Yeah. He's been hit in the backfield constantly. All right. And it's because they don't, no one respected Luke Falk. They were just sending, they're keeping eight guys in the box the entire time. You know, you're playing Mm -hmm. too high safety and some, and some man to man coverage and just letting that be because you didn't need to worry about Luke Falk throwing the ball. You know, Brian, did you see Brian Baldinger, Brian Baldinger, uh, I probably butchered that last name still. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> Baldy breakdowns. That's what I'm talking right. about. He did one on the Jets offensive line and he was basically just like, look, you got two guys open right here. Mm-hmm. Luke Falk is just standing there, not throwing them the ball. And he's just right. going over and over on this play. Like, listen, the wide receivers are getting open. Just throw him the ball, Luke. And he right. presses play. And Luke just sits there and takes a sack. 
Yeah. The worst part is I, I remember seeing uh, in the, the game on Sunday that there were times on the line of scrimmage where the receivers could recognize that they were going to get open. Like right. they could tell before the ball, the play had even started that they were going to have an opportunity to catch the ball and based on the route that they were designed to run. And I remember, I forget who it was. Uh, it might've been Crowder. I don't know. But like they, there was a point when you could see him on the TV trying to get Falk's attention before the play started. It was like, uh, it was just like, look, look over at me. But half the time when Falk would play, he stared at Bell. Like that was it. That's who he knew he was going to throw to. That's who the defense knew he was going to throw to. And that was it. That was if like, play was, it's like Eli Manning last year with Saquon. Exactly. If the play wasn't designed to go to someone else, he was going to throw to Bell. And the, and the defense knew that. Entire offense knew that. Everyone in the stadium and everyone watching at home knew that ball was going to go to Le'Veon. Right. Rem- so, remember remember that, that gif of Pat Shermer? That video of Pat Shermer just saying, throw the ball to Odell. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Throw it to Odell. Yes. Right? You got. Like, you got. All he was doing was he was being he was being yeah he was being Charlie Checkdown last year Eli Manning and yeah. that's what Luke Falk was he was just waiting like he didn't look down the field and he just dumped it off to Le'Veon because he got too scared right. to stay in the pocket you know right and and, and 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 in his defense obviously the offensive line was doing him no favors but this is where it's going to benefit having Darnold back because Luke Falk's one of Luke Falk's biggest issues and this came into play when he got fumbled. On, when he got sacked and fumbled the ball on Sunday, was that he was holding on the ball too long. Right. When receivers are getting open, you got to just get rid of the ball. Shouldn't if you know you feel like pressure is even remotely coming at all, you got to just get rid of it. You, there's really no excuse in professional football to hold on to the the ball as a quarterback for any longer than like three seconds. If the play if the play isn't designed to be a long like you know pass play down the field, there's no reason to keep the ball as long as Falk was. And obviously the Jets paid the price for that multiple times on Sunday. Right. The Jets gave up 10, 10 sacks. And I would say six to seven were their offensive lines fault, but the other ones were directly Falk was directly responsible. Right. So. And, and you know what? Like probably half, like probably three of those six that were the offensive lines fault probably wouldn't have happened if, Sam was in there because he can avoid those sacks and he moves out of the pocket and his best he's at his best when the play breaks down, yeah. um, which you know it shouldn't be the case. Like we shouldn't have to let it get to that, but right. it does because this offensive line is hot trash. Right. Um, all right. So that's it. Sam Darnold is back. Um, let's move on to this weekend's game, which we've touched on here or there um, throughout this pod so far, but we're going to go more in depth now on America's team. The Dallas Cowboys, they are currently favored uh, seven and a half points. Wow. Against the Jets on the road. They have beaten a bunch of very bad teams so far. Um, Right now, they are three and two. They beat the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. They smacked them. And then they went to New Orleans. Two really bad teams and one... We're kind of still up in the air on. Yeah, but they're not Is good. It? The Giants are not good. Oh, um, yeah. I don't think they are either. Um, and then they went to New Orleans. They lost, they, they lost 12 to 10 in a grindhouse of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of people like those types of games. I love those types of games. That is Big Ten football, baby. I was about to say, Big Ten football, power running, low scoring. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Uh, and then 
game last weekend. And defense, baby. It was great. And then uh, oh, it is. Green Bay, they went. They uh, had Green Bay at home. Aaron Rodgers went into Jerry World, the house that Jerry built, and whooped them 34-24. Um you know, the Cowboys came back at the end, but by it was you know it was it was too late. They were too far out of reach. Uh, so they're three and two now. We don't really know what the Cowboys are right now. Uh, I still think they're a good team. Yeah, they okay. have a really good defense, um, and and they have weapons on offense. But right now they're going through some stuff. Uh, they got injuries, um, and a lot of them. Uh, right now, I'm gonna go through their injury report if it shows up three two one there we go all right big one two big ones uh lyle collins did not participate at practice one of their i think he's their right tackle their left tackle uh did not practice either tyron smith arguably the best left tackle in all of football um Mm -hmm. right now zach martin one of the best guards in all football is questionable no word on whether he practiced Leighton, Ander- Leighton Vander Esch, he'll probably play. He was just sick today, but uh, was, and we're recording on a Wednesday, so he did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, Tyrone Crawford, he's solid defensive end for them. Questionable, no word on whether or not he practiced. Uh, Amari Cooper, ankle quadriceps, limited participant in practice, uh, and this is according to Manish. I don't know why we're getting our news from Manish, but uh, <laughs> that's Manish. And is the, I think uh, he tweeted out the official injury report. So in the, this rare case, I think we're good. Trusting, right. Trusting so him. they're beat up on the offensive line. Leighton Van Der Esch, um, you know, he's sick, but he'll probably play. Yeah. Uh, but he won't be at 100%. Um, that's big. That offensive line is their biggest strength. It's what makes that offense go with Zeke carrying the ball um, and you know protecting Zach and – Zach, I mean Dak, <laughs> Mississippi man himself, protecting Dak and that play action that he loves to do. Um, the issue is who's going to cover Amari Cooper for the Jets. Um, you know, Cooper has been banged up, but he's still been really, really good. Three, 32 receptions, 512 yards, and five TDs. And Dak's been solid. Um, yeah. The past two weeks, you know, not as not as good, but he was really good to start the first three weeks. And those are teams closer to the skill level of the Jets right now. Um, we already went over the Jets injuries. They have a lot they're dealing with. Um, if these three offensive linemen don't play, if, if two of them don't play, you know, if, if it's Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins, those, they're two tackles. That's really big news. Maybe Leonard Williams will finally get a sack. You know, he didn't even register. (laughs) He didn't register a stat last week against the Eagles, which is just wonderful. Um, so Connor, my question to you, uh, I want to know what your thoughts are on this matchup. Um, what what chances do the Jets have, and how, how are you feeling about this game overall? Um, I feel better, obviously, with Darnold back uh, and some of these guys starting to you know come back. Either it, in the case of Brandon Copeland coming back from suspension, Jordan Jenkins coming back from uh, his injury, uh, hopefully you know limited, but knock on wood. Um, Obviously, not having Herndon is going to hurt. Not having C.J. Mosley, who I've argued uh, in the past, uh, has shown from the three quarters in week one to be just as valuable, uh, almost just as valuable as Sam Darnold in the way that you know he impacted that game and the way he was commanding the, the defensive side of the ball. 
losing those guys makes it a lot more difficult. Um, and obviously Dallas has a great, you know, they have a solid team. You know, Dak Zeke's one of the best running backs in football. Like you said, Amari Cooper's doing really well. Uh, old man, Jason Witten, he's always there. He's just, he's just there, you know, <laughs> just when you think he's not going to do something, Dak's going to throw the ball and he's going to score a touchdown. So he's the worst. He's, he's just so, he was like, he's, whenever I watched Dallas and I noticed it, uh, in the Buffalo game week one, Cole Ble- Cole Beasley, he's just like the epitome of like annoying. He's just always there. He's somehow like always open. Like he just, he's like the quarterbacks just love throwing to him and he just always picks up like eight, nine, ten yards every time he catches the ball. But I digress. Witten, Cole's not right on. Cole's not on the on the Cowboys anymore. No, I'm saying I remember this week one. Oh, like, okay. Oh, Buffalo, yeah. Because it was the same thing. Yeah. He's like now Josh they have Randall. Tim, now they have Randall Cobb, who's going to do the yeah, same thing. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. But you know, I think that this is going to be a real challenge, and obviously, it's up for. Uh, obviously, the players. A lot of them were ecstatic that Sam's back. If anything, some of them probably happier than we are. Did you Let see Jamal tweet people. that video? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, All the kids you know, yelling Sam, and he's like, Sam! Sam! He's like waving at him. <laughs> a couple of better time with the way Jamal and like his whole like kind of, you know, uncertainty has been over the course of the past few weeks with, you know, I, I don't want to say there's been a controversy surrounding him, but I think we all know like what, you know, it's just every single time he's been in a, given, given an interview or something like that, it just seems like he hasn't been himself. Like, you know, in terms of just... No, I know like what you mean. like down in the dumps. I, I don't want to so, talk about Sam it. Sam coming... I know. I just bought his jersey. I don't need, I don't need that. <laughs> oh, no. I don't need that, man. Okay. Stop that. Don't Stop worry. Stop that nonsense right now. Uh, but, yeah, no, obviously with these guys... Both, forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, in more ways than one, he, he needs to be. But, yeah, Sam coming back, obviously it's it's huge... For the team's overall morale, future the program. Uh, the program. It's, it's huge, just for in every single aspect of the game. Uh, I think that they certainly, obviously, stand a much better chance than they would have had Falk still been playing. Actually, who knows if Falk would have even been playing? What needs to happen, though? What needs to happen for the Jets to win this game? They need to. They need to have a pass rush. It just needs to be there because Dak is Dak can kill you on his feet. And he can kill you in the air. And Zeke is obviously one of the best running backs in football. So you Pass- get you get Copeland and Jenkins back this week, right. and I think that's I mean that's as good as of a news you can get against a team that might be missing both their tackles. And obviously, we'd rather have you know C.J. Mosley and Avery Williamson in there, but Blake Cashman and Neville Hewitt they've been doing pretty well. They have. They really have been playing well. They've been doing fine, and you know, in after they've been forced to step up, uh, Neville Hewitt I- is a block of rock yeah he really he is. is he is solid he's granite he's just cracking dudes when yeah. they run, come across his like come across his, he's the one that hit, like did he was he oh he no he's the one he, he laid down a like a a big time hit yeah bone shaking hit last week against the eagles i forget yeah. who it was against i think it might have been miles sanders it was yeah i think you're right whew. yeah um but uh, yeah it's obviously it's going to come down to whether or not they can contain uh, the Cowboys offense and uh, obviously Darnold is the most, you know, well, they also obviously have Le'Veon, but if those two can sync up better than they did in week one, you know, Sam obviously had mono week one and he was sick when he went out there to play, he still put up 200 yards and threw a touchdown. 
end of that crazy two point conversion, you know, thing that he tried to do. Right. And he, and he threw it to Le'Veon, you know, yeah, reminiscent, reminiscent of the Buffalo game. Uh, so obviously, you know, it comes down to how well Sam is able to just bounce back and they're going to need to score. They're also going to need to score a lot of points because while the defense has been playing, uh, as good as we can hope, hope for, you know, they're actually, I think they're like right in the middle of the pack in terms of total, all def- total defense, which is astounding considering what we thought they were going to be when they came into the, yeah, when they, the up, they only let up 14 points last week. Yeah. The defense. 14. 14 points was the direct re- was you know direct result of Luke Fogg, so you know and then yeah. when you look at uh, uh, like we were saying after the New England game you know after the first three drives of that game they were whether, fantastic yeah. they, they they played really well and it's it's a it's a testament to the guys that are out there except for <clears throat> except for Tremaine Johnson. <laughs> was, uh, I can't believe was, I can't believe he's making seventy two million dollars over four years. That's just his patented defense of hold hold a guy and then get beat again. Wait, you know, I've never just, seen this. I've never seen this from player paid that much before. Um, it's, it's, he legitimately can't cover a crossing route, whether it's a slant or just like a lazy cross over the middle or like an in route. He he gets beat. Every single time. I don't know what it was that he, like why he was so good with the mm-hmm. Rams back when they were still in even St. Louis, uh, which was yeah. like a lifetime ago, which was crazy. Right. He had like seven interceptions one year. I'm pretty sure he played with, um, he's on the Giants. They call him Jack Rabbit. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, oh, Janoris, Janoris, Janoris Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah, him yeah. and Janoris Jenkins. I'm pretty sure he was the co- second cornerback. Yeah. Um, we got more good news coming out of Los Angeles. We have a home run from Kike Hernandez. And they oh. get three nothing. Um so that's that's good news. Uh, good news for all the Mets fans out there. Yes. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> um Yeah, Tremaine Johnson, huge joke. Um I don't even want to give him any more sound time. Um, yeah. But yeah, all right, so right now. Jets are, I said it was minus seven and a half. Um, I've also seen minus seven. I'm actually going to that low, but. You're not a betting man, right? You're not, no. no. So you're not a betting man, but if you were a betting man, would you be feeling frisky enough to take the Jets getting seven points at home, which is a whole lot of points at home? I think it's me just being a pessimist, but no, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't see it. I can still. I still see the Jets losing this game by like you know, but at least ten, maybe. I mean, I, it's just. It's just. It, I don't know. Like, it's got. We've got all this hope going into it. It just feels like it's just not. Like it's just not. There's still too many pieces. I think missing overall that you know. It's all. It's a. It's also going to heavily depend on how well Darnold can adjust to the play of the offensive line. Right. We know it's, we know it's within him that he can, you know, he has that ability, but, uh, you know, the Cowboys defense isn't, you know, anything to sleep on either. So it's something to just remain, you know, cognizant of, and that, you know, the players are going to be hyped up going into the game. I think we all know that like, this is, they have, this their, is they a, have their leader back. They have their leader back. He's, yeah. uh, you know, he's, 
probably he's the youngest player on the team, I think, but he's, he's their leader. And I think he is. I think, yeah, 22. I think he is. Yeah, 22. Yeah, I think he is. But, uh, yeah, so obviously the main stars on the Jets are all super pumped he's back because, you know, Darnold and, you know, everyone, everyone loves the guy. So I still see the Cowboys winning. The Jets, I think, will know by the end of, like, the first quarter into the second whether or not they actually have a shot at pulling it off, but because that just seems to be the way it's trended over the past couple weeks is that the game's pretty much been over for the Jets before halftime. Yeah. So we'll have a decent idea by that point. I agree. I mean, I th- I don't think the Jets are going to win this game. Um, yeah. However, um, I'll be very happy if they, <laughs> if, I, if they win this game. I will say that. No, they're not winning this game, though. It's not right. happening. Um It'll be a very pleasant surprise if they do. I mean, we're already so beaten down that a loss, like, it's just going to be like, whatever. Um, Right. What I want to see is competitiveness. I want to see Sam play really well. Uh, I want him to silence the doubters. He's like I said before, he's gonna be playing in front of a big on a big stage in front of a lot of people. who are gonna be watching him. Uh, they're the better broadcast duo. Um, the, the Most notably, bigger... he's, he's gonna be playing in front of a lot of Dallas fans. A lot of Dallas fans. Uh, well, no, Jets I think are, a, I think a lot of Jets fans are gonna want to go and watch Sam finally play. This is their true, but, but but I mean Dallas fans they're freaking everywhere. Oh yeah, no, wait, they are no for sure. Yeah. You are you are correct. Um, but you know the Jets, it's a home game. You know you got to yeah. show out. Um, so, I mean, they're going to be fired up to watch their QB play. Um, I, I think that they're, they're hungry for blood. They want, they want, <laughs> they want something. I mean, I am, I want, I want a win exactly. desperately, desperately want to win so badly. You know, I know the players are desperate too, and desperate teams are, are dangerous. Let um, me go into Monday with a smile on my face. And you know what? And you know what? Maybe the, even if the tackles, if, if Collins and, and Smith both play, you know, Copeland and Jenkins being back, that's still a positive, and they need the, but they need to play well. And even if those guys still play, I still want to see a positive pass rush. I still want to see the Jets play well on defense, and I want them to be competitive against the Cowboys. I don't think they're going to win, but I think that they can play competitively for at least the first half. And if they play well in the second half, then maybe this team can you know do something in the in, in the long term future of this season that we just haven't seen seen them do yet. Because their best players have been out, you know. Right. Injury bug sucks, but you know you're getting healthy and you've had the bye week. Um, you know, you didn't lose really anybody except for Henry Anderson uh, against the Eagles, and I guess Harrison now. But I mean, the secondary such a mess, and secondary such a mess. Yeah, they haven't had Herndon, you know. Yeah. Um, and you get you get Copeland back. It, it's nut up or shut up time for Adam Gase. Mm-hmm. You There's know, no more excuses. No more excuses. Sure. You know, if they keep on losing, things are going to get really ugly. And I mean, this is this is a team that had expectations of nine wins this year in a playoff berth. You know, a lot of people had them making the playoffs this year. A lot of people, you know, believed in this team, believed in Sam Darnold, and he's finally back now. You're zero and four. Go out and prove something. Go win at home. Take care of business. So that's my take yeah. on it. Um, I don't think either of us expect anything, but hey, you never know. Any given any, Sunday, any right? Given Sunday, right, right. 
Right. Right. I'm going to listen to Al Pacino's speech before the game starts. Jesus. Um, <laughs> all right. That, I think, just about does it. Connor, what you got going on? Um, you, you, you cooking anything in the uh, in the old uh, WordPress these days? Or uh, you got your, uh, your, your recap article, I know. Just writing my recaps. Sad. It's been a lot of very sad and depressing recaps so far this season. Hopefully we can uh, write something positive Sunday night. Yeah, fingers, that would be That would be fantastic. All right. Yeah. Where can they find you online? You can find me on Twitter at the NJ Mick. I am from New Jersey and I am Irish. Like I say every time I plug my Twitter on this <laughs> on the pod. I think at this point people people know you. You don't have to. Uh, I think so yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of become my thing though. Yeah, no, yeah. You're from New Jersey <laughs> and you're Irish. All right. Uh, and if you want to find me on the old Twitter, I am at jfinversports12. Um, if you want to listen to this podcast, well, you're already listening to this podcast. But if you want to listen to any of the Gotham Sports Network podcasts, you can do so on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Gotham Sports Network, Gotham Sports, uh, GothamSN.com. Excuse me. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, anything else I'm missing, Connor? Anything you'd like to say? Last words? No, I think we're good. All right. And as always, J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Peace.